Episode 777, Nine Guard Hands. You're going to go over Cosign's book. This is page 102, Master and Servant. Regret not whatever you station in life or your bondage for the moment. Recognize that it is due to either to your own fault as in Embeatedness of because you failed with patience and effort to prepare yourself to labor in your own behalf. And your present state is a friendly warning that take advantage of will change your life. The honor of the servant is his fidelity to his trust, his highest virtues are submission and obedience to just commands and preparation for his own advancements to an office of trust and dependability. Be patient, therefore, under the reproach and reproofs of your master, that you may be prepared for a greater office when your master rebukes you. Answer not in retaliation. He who would become a master must first serve in order he may learn the ways and the responsibilities of a master. To serve is not a dishonor. Rather, it is in the service of the law whereby one may learn to think and act constructively in a manner which does not permit one to commit an injustice. To serve may be a dishonor if it is due to one's unwillingness to prepare by study, effort, and experience to become self-sufficient and supply to one's fellow men that of which they are in need. He who is not willing to do this is not fulfilling his destiny and must be in bondage to the law and to the men till he becomes conscious of his unpreparedness. Awaken yourself, you who are asleep. Seek, prepare, and find your place in the world and in the lives of men. Be proud to be called a servant until you have prepared yourself to be a master. You are yet bond by law of unparadise of unworthiness. The silence of your resignation shall not be forgotten. Be studious in your master's interests. Be diligent and faithful in affairs and betray not the trust him reposes in you. Lest should you become a master, your servants will pay you will pay you in like manner, your time and your effort belong unto him who re, who in, engaged, who engaged, accepted you. Defraud him not, for he pays you for them. If you are a master, seek ever to be just those who serve you. If you expect loyalty, be reasonable in your demand. If you expect willing obedience, show your appreciation. The spirit of him who serves you is within him. And like your own is from his creator, severity and rigor may create fear, but can never command respect and love. In your relationship with him who serves you, reproof is necessary. Mix kindness with it and his reason with authority. So shall your abominations find lodgment in his heart and 
duty to you shall become his pleasure. He will, if honesty be in his heart, serve faithfully motivated by gratitude. He will obey cheerfully and will fail not in return to give the diligence and fittingly the proper reward and place greater trust in him as he earns it by the manner of his service. Prove to your servant that as he sow it, so shall he reap. The law falls, no, fails no man. Give unto each separately and not in mass accordingly to his willingness effort. Permits no man to dictate to you in what manner you shall carry on your own affairs, lest you become a greater slave than the lowest man. Okay, see, that just, it basically telling you like, okay, in order to be a master, you're going to have to be a servant. Like, going to have to be a servant to be able to learn step by step everything a master has to endure. Like, kind of the concept, I feel like, you know how they say, one fell from heaven, I feel like you got to fall to know me. That's like you got to file to know God. You want to be God, you got to file to know God type shit. You got to file to be the master. <coughs> That's simple though, like, you feel me? Positions, pain to life, blueprints, overstanding to oversee. Okay. Oh, you in power in high position, the sons of men, your equals, or perhaps your superiors have agreed to grant you sovereign power. They have said above themselves, you are their governor. Consider for a moment the confidence of their trust in you as far more important than the dignity and height of your station. You are clothed in authority, seated as upon a throne. The crown of majesty rests upon your temples. The scepter of power is in your hands. These powers are not for self-engagements. They are not yours, but temporarily assigned to you so that you may bring justice and fraternal good will where misunderstanding and suspicions now prevail. The glory of a king as one who rules, whether over a few or many, is based on the welfare of the people. His power and dominion rests on the good will of the many, those subjects to his authority. He who has been selected to a position to judge or govern others is like a king. He is honored by the welfare of his subjects. He resolves great issues and should be constantly alerted for activities worthy of his power. The authority and power placed in the least of those in high positions are of the same nature of those of a king. If this power is rightly used, it is based on justice to the benefit of those concerned. In no instance should it be selfishly employed the benefits of a position of authority. Revert to him as a result of his unselfish selfish actions to improve the lot of those governed. He calls together the most experienced associates, consults them with a fair mind, and listens to the opinions of all so that he will be fully informed and capable of wise judgment. That's why you be silent, you feel me, and listen so you ain't just like 
talking over ones you ain't getting their mind, you feel me? That's what he basically say right here. Like, he listened to all minds. So he would, so you can fully inform and be capable of wise judgment. So if you know all, you would. It's like, because I used to tell my, I tell people, like, I get three points of view. A feminine energy point of view, a masculine energy point of view, then I go to a most high point of view. So I get a full concept of everything that's being said. He looks among his people with discernment. He seeks to discover their natural abilities so that all may benefit by their combined effort. He removed those who prove unworthy of trust or who prey upon the weakness of their fellow men, defrauding them for selfish benefits. Basically, if you more doing things on the earth so you can benefit self in the long run, that's not cool. You being tallied on the, you know, on the other side. He smiles on the arts and make them flourish. The sciences improve because of the culture of his direction, the benefits of all, and the companionship of the honorable, the learned and indigenous. He delights himself. He kindles in their breasts and relations, and thus the domain of his endeavors is exalted in honor. The spirit of the merchant who extends the commerce, the skill of the farmer who enriches his land, the genuity of the artist, the improvement of the scholar, all these he honors with his favor and justly compensates them according to their labors, never at the expense nor the detriment of their fellow men. He presents his decision with equity and wisdom. His subjects are assured the fruits of their labor and security while their contentment consists in exchange for their observance of the law. The laborer assured of the results of his sowing. He based his judgment on principle of justice. Mercy without favor in the punishment of offenders. The, he is strict but impartial that justice may reign. His ears are open to the complaints of all his subjects impartially and in strict fairness, he restrains the hand of the oppressor, however high his position, and darts any attempt at any time. His people look upon him as the son does to his father. With reference and affection, they feel that he is guardian of their welfare. Their affection for him begets in his breast at love for those under his authority. The security of their happiness is never is ever the ob object of his care. No rumors against him ever issue from his, from their hearts. The mechanics of his enemies endanger none because they are powerless against his justice. He associates with none whose honor has been sold by any deeds of evil. Okay. Until recently, those elected to high offices were exceedingly jealous of their honor and had high, high respect for their office. Every effort was made by them so that neither they nor the office they filled should find disfavor in the eyes of their fellow citizens in the land of overshadowing, overshadowed with wings. How is it now? The old the old man, a man, is known by the company he keeps. 
The fellows he associate with has been thrown into the discard. The almost universally ignoring all of these percepts by those in high places associating as they have with the most evil of human beings has brought dishonor upon a once great nation, its people, and placed them upon unbelievable low levels. Okay, it's page 109. But it's basically saying, like, the company you keep also, and we don't know, and it's even ones in high places gained this knowledge and thinking that the company they keep wasn't going to eventually bother their mind, body, or soul, and it actually ends up toxicating it because you're not being aware. So that's why you say a man is known by the company he keeps. Episode 777. Nine guard hands work.